comes a one-two pitch. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. Sox Fan Pod, episode seven. It has been one month and zero days. Uh, Our last episode was on April 24th. It is May 24th. We've got Nick. We've got Charlie. We don't have Caesar, but it's going to be great. Um, Nick is in the Cape right now, and we cannot see his face. You guys can't either, but um, he is a complete black shadow. So... Mr. Shadow, any uh, you you a Red Sox fan? Yeah. Charlie, you a Red Sox fan? Yep. I'm a Red Sox fan, so so let's talk Sox. Let's talk. Let's 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 just go ahead and do it. Let's not do any. Let's not do anything silly. There's been a lot of Sox talk. This has been honestly, if I had to give this season one word, it's just just a bizarre season. Like. It is. It's just been a random season. I don't really know how to describe it. Like, you've got Pablo Reyes, you've got Brennan Bernardino, you've got Justin Garza, you've got Ryan Sheriff. Don't have Ryan Brazier. You don't have Ryan Brazier. That we, feels incredible to say. Yeah. Unfortunately, well, actually, Nick Pavetta, not unfortunately, has been demoted to the bullpen, which I have been calling for since basically july 2021 so this is a this is great news charlie give me your thoughts on Corey kluber to the bullpen yeah i think well i mean you know getting paxton back and whitlock is going to get healthier we're going to have a solid five rotation so kluber hasn't really been performing in the in the starting rotation uh so maybe moving him to the bullpen sparks something inside of him i don't think that's going to be the case i think he's still going to be subpar that being said, I don't want to see him start another game for the Boston Red Sox. I don't even know if he deserved a bullpen opportunity. I mean, dude has been straight cheeks. Like, it is – he's throwing 87. Like, him and Blyer, oh, my God. Those are – He's got a 6.26 ERA. And no no peripherals that look good. I mean, just generally – Two six nine, nice. It's two six nine batting average against him. Good one, Charlie. It's very subpar. Very subpar. He needs to. The thing about him is that I feel like Kluber's stuff doesn't play in the bullpen like Pavetta's could. Um, I just think that Pavetta has. I don't know. He's got some, he's got a little bit of velo. He's got a decent curveball. He can be an okay two pitch pitcher. He also is a decent. He's a fine innings eater out of the pen. I just don't want him starting games. Um, Kluber. I don't know why. I don't I don't know why they think he'd be successful in the pen, but the the Red Sox starting rotation is now I think their highest ceiling just in general. Yep. Nick. Joe. Who is your least favorite Red Sox player on the team right now? Um See, I know you're trying to get me to do and I'm not going to I'm not going to bite. I'm not going to bite it. I'm not going to say I'm actually, I'm actually, no, I know who you're thinking I'm thinking of, but I'm actually not thinking of him. Oh, right now it's, it's, it, all right. Uh, it's Corey Kluber. It's Corey Kluber. It's Corey Kluber. His stuff, like, he's just so washed. He was and the thing is, like, you can have guys who are having, like, unlucky, you know, off years, but when you look at, like, you know, he's what he's good at is like he's throwing 88 mile an hour fastball. So he's supposed to be, you know, producing weak contact. And that's what he was really good at last year in Tampa. And now he's walking guys and you can't get by with just an 80 some mile an hour fastball. And then, you know, you're almost like afraid of, of throwing to hitters, you know. So they're keeping him on the team for depth because, you know, knock on wood, but if something happens to one of the other starters, um, then they do need a guy like that. And plus Mata, Walter, Murphy, they've all been kind of underwhelming slash injured for AAA this year. That sucked, honestly, because Mur- like Walter's a guy that if, if, if Brandon Walter has like a three, even like a four ERA right now, if Chris Murphy has a three or four ERA right now, 
they might be in the bigs. Like they might be in the bigs and Corey Kluber might be DFA'd, but they have been so bad. And like, like Chris Murphy has like a 10 ERA, something like ridiculous. And that's in like 40 innings. And right. And they just called up our best pitching prospect at AAA. But, you know, he's not getting called up to the big leagues anytime soon, maybe in a couple months. But Johans looks really bad in his first two starts. He is like a 12 year So, you know, say you have like, you know, say something comes up with Chris Sale or something comes up with, you know, Paxton. These two guys have been hurt. And you need someone to go in for those innings. You know, you really do need, you know, Pavetta there. You need Kluber there. And you need Cutter there. Like, so he's taking up a bullpen role. It's It stinks he's taking up a roster spot. But in terms of roster construction and preparing for the worst, he does need to be there. I'd ask you if you if we need a spot start. Uh, Charlie raised his hand, so I'm actually going to divert this question to Charlie. If we needed a spot start, someone goes down, minor injury, some sort of weird doubleheader. Who do you start out of Kluber, Pavetta, or Cutter Crawford? Uh, Cutter Crawford, but going back to Kluber for a second, I don't know if you guys saw, but his last outing. You know, against Atlanta, gave up five runs in two innings, right? You guys know how many uh, how many runs were earned? One. One, yeah. Because there's no error. There's no error. It's ridiculous. Yeah, so, his ERA so, went down. Yeah, his 6.26 ERA should be at like a seven and a half, but yeah, it doesn't show. I think that would show in his FIP, I think, because that's – well, that's fielding independent pitching, so it wouldn't. But whatever. Um, Nick, have you still watched every single inning of the Red Sox this year? Uh, pretty much. I I've had to miss a couple for some random stuff, but I've been I've watched almost every every game. I I watched. Um, did you get through the ten ten game in uh, San Diego? Yeah. That these I hate these nine thirty starts. Also, the Angels are just. I feel like we pay, play the Angels all the time. Like when I'm always going to Red Sox Angels games for whatever reason, and it is just. Not so fun. I, I just don't like. Well, I just don't played like the Angels. Angels this year more than any AL East team. What? After the series, I have played the Angels more than any AL East team. That that's found We haven't played the Yankees once, and we're not going to play the Yankees until mid June. No, no played the Orioles twice or uh, Rays once. I might, Nick. Are you going to no. be at the uh, the Rays series? Um. That's what next weekend, something like that. Yeah. Do you? How does it work? Like, do you just? Do you have like media credentials or no? You have team credentials. Uh. Yeah, I have you, team credentials. Where do you sit? For games. Yeah. I I go back and forth between the office and and my side location. Are you with security? No. A side location. Yeah, you got to sign some places for games. What, like like a section? No, like uh, pregame ceremonies, um, you know, things and escorts in the middle of the game, fan services. You get moved around a little bit. So, like, if I were to – if I was sitting there, like, I could just see Nick walk on the field doing, like, the first pitch. Like, walk yeah. that kid out. Yeah. Or I could see you, like like, like holding the American flag. Yeah, I've done that before. That's pretty dope, honestly. Thanks. I know I'm just going to run into Nick randomly one time. It's going to be super awkward. Actually, I will say yesterday I was eating lunch. Uh, I had this this nice hoagie, and I was eating it on the monster. And you look down from the monster, there's this, like, uh, MGM, uh, like, charity softball game going on on the field, which is in, like, right field because they weren't allowed to use the infield. And if you look in left field – it was Christian Arroyo running sprints and Adam Duvall running sprints with them. And they both look good. They both look good. Duvall, we need, we need Duvall back. Duvall had nothing on his wrist. So, oh, cast is off? Cast is off. Guess who broke the news of Adam Duvall having a cast on his wrist? At Sox fan Joey. Wow. I was at the game right after and I said, Credit me. No one credited me, but I was the first one to see it. So I just want to take credit for that. Charlie has a raised hand again. What's your thoughts? Uh, this was just up from the last time, but I guess I will say something. Uh, oh, tonight, Joey. Tonight, we got Paxton. 
We got Tyler Anderson facing off against each other. Who you got? Only one right answer. Angels. Wow, that is not that's not what have I have you seen this lineup? Tyler Anderson has a 5.27 ERA. I think James Paxton, if if he can hold the Angels to two runs through six innings, we will I lose think... 2-0. Yeah. Let me let know. me you know, let me go ahead and I want you guys, I want I want you you and Nick to to say yay or nay on this on each player in this lineup. I'm gonna go ahead and tell you this lineup and say yay or nay on if you're you know happy with them being in the lineup today. Rob Refsnyder. Hold on, yeah. hold on. Like, like happy with them up to this point or happy with them like lineup tonight? Like in the last couple weeks. Okay, okay. Like, so like general, like you'd probably say no for Turner or something. Or no, because I would say, I would say I've been underwhelmed with Raphael Devers so far, but I'm very happy with him. Oh, well, we're getting to Raphael. He's in the four hole. We okay. Hold- Rob Refsnyder, number one. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. True. Justin Turner. Yes. Yes. Masataki Yoshida. Absolutely. Hasn't hit a home run in 19 days. Doesn't matter. Because he's, he's got like a six-game hitting streak, doesn't he? Kid is he, I don't know why I said kid. I'm I'm 16. He's 30, but he has a ridiculous bat. Um Rafael Devers. I mean, I'm happy he's in the lineup because it gives me hope, but Long it just, pause. It, doesn't, it doesn't he's, he's had a disappointing season. start to the season so far. Yes, agreed. But Nick, oh, no way, way you just said that. Around. He definitely has. You have been in my mentions saying, oh, Joey, I think he's actually a good player when I say that he's struggling. You find my tweets from, you know, September when he goes on like an 0 for 14. You're like, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, he's, I feel like not enough people are talking about it. He, he's been he's, – he's, I think he would say it too. He's been struggling at the plate so far this year. Disagree. I mean, uh, I – I, I think he his bat is still there. I think he's, you know, barreling balls. It's just his play discipline has been non-existent, and his 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 walk rate is non-existent. He's at sub three hundred on base percentage, which is not great for a hitter of his caliber. Joey, question for you: Is Rafael Devers hitting over or under two fifty batting average? Under. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good question. I'm gonna go under. Under. I think he's gonna be like two forty. I think it's going to be like 249, 248. It's going to be like 249. Yeah, that's the only reason you chose 250. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right, number five hole, Kike Hernandez. No. Stute has been so bad. Yep. Playoff, though, if we make the playoffs, put him in the lineup, pencil him in every single time. But I don't know. Like, I just want to, I just want to bring this up. We had the first, we had the worst defender at shortstop in Xander Bogarts in 2021. In first percentile of outs above average, first percentile, dead last. In 2023, we have transitioned to a new player who's also first in outs above average, first percentile, dead last, Kike Hernandez. And Bogarts has now flip-flopped and leads, leads the MLB in outs above average. I just do not understand it. it that, that's where a stat like that, just I don't understand. Like... I don't know how we've gotten so unlucky with our shortstop defense because Kike has been dreadful. Uh, Kike, too, if you look at his Savant page, it is ugly. Uh, but, you know, I think once Story and Duvall come back, uh, you know, I'm curious to see what direction they take because one of Arroyo slash Kike is not going to be here. And I, I think it's going to be Arroyo. And... Um, Alberto Mondesi might be making an appearance pretty soon. As yeah, well. people forget he's on the team. He's he had a on the weird recovery. If you walk in the uh, the Red Sox front office, it has a picture, like an like eight by ten framed photo of everyone on the forty man, and I'll just look and see Alberto Mondesi, and it's just always blows me away that he's just there. That felt like a subtle flex, Nick. Every time I walk into the front office. Batting six for the Boston Red Sox, Joey. It's so weird just staring at this silent, dark figure. And you never know if he's going to talk or not, because I just can't I can't make out any facial expression. So I can't like tell if he's laughing at me. I can't tell if he's, you know, stone-faced. He's a bad man. This is a bad man right here. Okay, let me let me finish real quick, real quick. Pablo Reyes. Yes. Absolutely, yeah. yes. Love that guy. Um, Connor Wong. 
Yes. Yeah. Reese McGuire DFA soon. Um, Rymel Tapia. Yes. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yes. Jaron Duran in the nine hole. Are you? That's just ridiculous. I like him in the nine. He's struggled recently, but you know he still feels like he's still hitting the ball really hard. I mean, he was playing at a ridiculous pace. Uh, going to Rymel Tapia, to be honest, I did not think we would get to a point in the season where Duran and Tapia would both be on the roster together. Yeah, Me Tapia either. has been playing well. He's been, you know, he's been one. He's super fast, and then. He's been playing really good defense, really strong defense, and he's been getting good at bats. He's got like a, a 333 on base percentage. Give me that all day for your fourth, fifth outfielder. Honestly, fifth, because Ref Snyder, people do not talk about how good Rob Ref Snyder is because this dude literally mashes lefties with like the best hitters in baseball. This dude, he's his average is up to 275. It was at like 120 earlier this year. He he just he doesn't hit bombs. He just he just pokes the ball in the outfield, sixteen ribbies, and that's for guy. I mean, that's as much as Kike, who plays every single day, and that's as much as almost as much as Jaron Duran. Um, but yeah, I, I think that the Red Sox lineup. People are just freaking out because they've had a rough stretch. I'm just more like I, I'm happier about the developments of Bayo and Hauk. That was more important to me than those two losses. Is seeing how well those guys pitched. Going back to uh, going back to Rob Refsnyder versus lefties, hitting three fifty four. Damn! Against righties, hitting not even a buck, hitting point zero nine five. Don't play so, against righties. Yep. What's that yep. sample size for against righties? Uh, twenty one at bats versus lefties is forty eight at bats. So, I, I basically every time you're facing a lefty starter, you got to start them. I mean, Absolutely. no matter what. Um, another question I'd pose on this team, you either have Justin Turner, JD Martinez, Justin Turner, and it's not close, not close. Justin Turner for me. I have a question, Joey and, and Chuck. And I have an answer. All right. I'm going to run through the position players on this team that are currently on the roster. All right. And then I'm going to read you the players who are on the IL you tell me by the end of the year who's gone. Okay. Connor Wong, Reese McGuire, Tristan Casas, Justin Turner, Kike, gone. Devers, Valdez, Pablo Reyes, gone, gone. Yoshida, Tapia. Keep Valdez, keep Valdez, keep Valdez. Sorry. Yoshida, Tapia, Ref Snyder, Duran, Verdugo. Tapia, gone. All right, all right. So, which what were the four names you just said? I said Tapia. I'm going to add back Valdez, Reyes, Kike, um, and some. I, I forget. Um, but right, you're well, not the people coming. You have Duval, Mondesi, Story, and Chang, and Arroyo all coming back. Chang, Chang's joining the team. Chang for. Chang for Reyes. I'm also thinking about it. You have to think about it in the timetable. Chang is going to be back pretty soon. Um, and then I am really feeling like the Red Sox need to Chang's going to be back around the same time as Arroyo. Like, they're going to be coming back pretty one and two. That's going to be so hard. I mean, that's going to be so hard because Chang has a miserable bat. Like, like such a bad bat. And his glove is ridiculous. Does he have? I don't think he has options either. It's just he's not I've been, even options. I've been so impressed with Pablo Reyes. Um, he's like Pablo Reyes has been. He mashes lefties. Excellent, excellent Chang like defense. Um, I had no idea he got suspended for steroids. Who twice right? Pablo Reyes. Yeah, he's a he's a big old cheater. All right. I, I just it's it's so hard because that that outfield I mean we're gonna have Duvall back Duvall probably makes a team for Tapia and and you can't you can't send down Tapia so you probably trade Tapia um I think that I'm just at the point where Kike is you, you've got this plethora of middle infielders coming in in a row Arroyo um. Chang, Story, Mondesi, all righties, 
all righties, righties modesty might be switched. Valdez has proven that he can play with like a probably 110, 120 WRC plus bat at this level. It's like Kike, he's he's a righty, cannot play defense, cannot hit. I'm almost at the point where I'm at a Kike DFA. Nick, go ahead. Joey, two things for you. On your, your Twitter, one of the things you say a lot, and I'll get back to Kike in a second, but one of the things you say a lot is for Reese McGuire to be gone. Oh, my God. Reese McGuire is so bad at baseball. One of the best hitters on the team right you, now. If you get Reese McGuire, if you get Reese McGuire gone, who's replacing him? That's where it needs to be external. You can't tell me that you want to have another, like, it's not Alfaro. No. Uh, it's, it, and McGuire is a solid backup catcher bat. I'm okay with Reese McGuire if he plays one every six to seven games. But Cora is treating this, it's basically, it's probably five, five to two Wong, maybe four to three Wong in a seven day week. That's way too much Reese McGuire. Dude has zero glove. He's a decent framer. Negative arm. Literal noodle. And an insanely overrated bat. I don't know if you guys follow Quinn Riley on Twitter. He's like a sabermetrics guy. Really good stats guy. Basically said Reese McGuire's batting average is like 100 points over his expected batting average. He's such an outlier with the bat. This batting average is going to drop below 250 within a month, I think. I mean, he's striking out on everything. Zero pop. I mean, you know Wong can hit you some homers. Um, you might we might get 10 home runs at a Wong this year. I don't think it's impossible. Um, and Reese might hit one. He just I don't see anything out of his bat. I mean, you make a good point. He is a decent backup catcher. Um well, if it's not him, then who? You I mean I proposed a little trade on Beyond the Monster for Zach Collins, who is a lefty glove first catcher. Who right, is- but isn't he also someone that the Red Sox chose McGuire over? I don't know if Zach Collins Zach Collins was on the Blue Jays when they traded for him. I don't think he was. Oh, that's right. He wasn't a White Sox then. Um But yeah, I got a, I saw him play at the Columbus Clippers, Charlie. Um was out there in, in Ohio. Ch- tell me about your uh are you working for a team this summer? Working for the Florence Yalls. Uh, they're in the banana ball, banana ball league. So they're the playing some bananas and stuff. And the Florence Yalls. Oh yeah, Florence, Kentucky. Oh yeah, Charlie. You know I used to work for the bananas. Did you? I did. I did. Look at you now. So maybe that. Maybe I'll end up. Hey, <laughs> bananas are coming to Fenway. Say it again. Bananas are coming to Fenway. They're coming to when? Brockton. Well, they're coming to Brockton, and then they're coming to Fenway. Roxton tickets are not too pricey. I'm going to look into that. Joe, I wanted to ask you about Kike. Are you worried at all about the the potential disconnect there could be in the clubhouse with the analytics department, such as like Heim, that group, and the players? Because Kike is a big reason why there's Justin Turner here, why there's Kenley Jansen here. He's... You know, he, he's one of the big leaders on the team. So even though his numbers may not line up for what you'd want on the roster, does that worry you at all about potentially getting rid of him? Nick, that was a that was like an interview question. That's a that's a great question. I mean, he's analytically, he's been one of the worst defenders. He's been a very, very mid-tier bat, um, low-tier bat. He's like a 70 WRC plus right now. But he does play a huge role as a captain. I mean, he is, I believe, Kike Hernandez is the captain of this team. Um, Not maybe in terms of play, but just in terms of the kind of things that he does and the people he's able to recruit. Um, And I I think that's where you kind of got to lean Cora. If he can feel like the clubhouse can take that hit, you still have Justin Turner. You still have Kenley. You still have veteran guys. You've got Sale. Sale might be the captain of this team. But um, you've got a lot of guys there that can that can kind of step up. And I, I'm a, I am a big believer in, you know, chemistry sort of has to come second. If your team isn't, you know, your team might be having a good time and you might be able to, you know, 
help each other. But if you're still not playing winning baseball and, you know, I just, I would hate to have to send down a guy like Valdez who's proven so much, who's young, who's developing, who's going to be a part of this long-term future. I mean, if it's a guy like Pablo Reyes, if it's maybe even a guy like Arroyo and you're going to pick Kike over them, I'm not going to be furious about that. But, you know, a, a younger guy that is is in his development, um, a lefty infielder when you have so many righty infielders coming back, it's just there comes a time where, like, a guy like Ryan Brazier, Kike Hernandez just can't survive every cut. And I believe you can probably get something in return for him um, in a trade because teams are – there are teams desperate for middle infield help. Go at you, Nick. So first off, I, I don't think it would be Valdez. I think it would be Chang and Arroyo who would go. And then you would platoon Valdez. Oh, Reyes, Reyas, Reyes. What what did I say? You keep oh, you keep no, no, in my mind, Reyes is already <laughs> Reyes is okay. already in the days. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I think you know, I think it really depends. And I think we'll see with Kike, like Take last year, for example, right? The Red Sox at the trade deadline last year, you know, clearly Vasquez was a big leader on the team, but the Red Sox viewed that trade as a team, as like a trade that will not help them this year, but will help them going forward. So if the Red Sox don't view themselves as a team that can go for it this year, then yeah, they might trade Kike. But I really don't think that's what, you know, that that baseball ops team thinks right now. I mean, do you think that Kike Hernandez can be a starting shortstop on a major on a playoff caliber team? No, but I don't think that would be his role. He's a he's a perfectly I, I, valuable. I think I think his role, if everyone comes back healthy and everyone comes back the way we we plan it out, I think his role would be would be platooning second base with Valdez. That leaves story full-time shortstop which needs to happen 100 i do want to hear your guys thoughts do you think that story should be the 100 shortstop when he comes back i think he should be a second baseman if you asked me at the beginning of the year i would have said no um but i think i think now i'm saying yes so where do we put uh out of barrel modesty then for me modesty like that's so i always i still forget he's on the team <laughs> Yeah, you forgot just now. He 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 I he's such a weird Right, because like, every time I'm in the front office, you know, you just walk in and there's these headshots. I just oh, don't think Monesty, like I've I've heard stuff from like Alex Spear. Like they kind of have no like he's just there's nothing wrong. Like there's been no setbacks. It's just like an extremely slow process. He's not he's not hitting right now. Like he's he's not even off the tee. It's made I also think Mondesi, when he comes back, is not going to be ready for every day. Even when he comes back yeah. to the Red Sox after all of his rehab, he's going yeah. to need a platoon role. At best, at best, I'm giving him mid July. That is super. That, in my opinion, it's very aggressive. I think that's aggressive. Um, it it might be. It might be August. It honestly might not be at all. There might be a, it, it might be. It might be September, and he's ready. He's kind of finished up with the Woo Sox, and the Red Sox are just. Like, you know, it's over for you and they'll put him on another 15 day. But honestly, he could be such a sneaky extension because he's a guy that might he's had so many injury problems that he might not be able to find a major league contract. You give him one of those like minor league with opt out type deal. You give him that kind of Greg Allen, Jorge Alfaro, Ryan Altapia deal where you're getting paid, you know, three million if you're in the majors. That would be a really sneaky extension because he's a. He's like a high ceiling player when he's healthy. Yeah. Any, um, I do want to hear about the bullpen options because we've got a weird bullpen. Not talking about that clue, but we, we hit on them. Our weird kind of middle relief AAAA guys, Justin Garza, Ryan Sheriff, Brendan Bernardino, um, like, that Caleb Ort, like of that group, who do you guys think is the highest ceiling? Who do you think can throw some meaningful innings? Because Bernardino has been pretty effective. He's had a rough last couple outings, but no comment. What's the group you're asking about? 
the entire bullpen outside of Kenley? No, like this kind of we this no Garza. So you're Sharon, not putting you're not putting Winkowski in there. No, I'm talking guys that are like fringe on the roster. Okay. Like back end 26 man guys. Like Garza, Sheriff, um who'd I say? Bernardino or like I just, who would you guys want up? I would I just, take Bernardino right now over Richard Blair. I would as well. Yeah. Richard Blyer's been a disaster. Blyer has given up as many home runs to lefties this year as he has his whole career. And he's supposed to be our lefty specialist, but and Joelli's looked horrible. Blyer, well, I mean, Joelli catch like two innings, but Blyer has he's in the same category to me as Corey Kluber. Yeah, Blyer's also not getting paid. He's not getting paid. I actually think he is next to go. Um, He's not getting paid a lot of money. You have him for next year, but. It might be an option. I'm not sure about that, but he's not pitching well against lefties. He's getting hammered by lefties, which is his only role. He's declining. He throws 88. He's walking guys. No stats, and he can't give you a spot start. Like his, op- again. his opponent batting average over or under 280? Oh, way over. 330. Give me 330. Nick? What is it? Nicholas? Repeat the question. Richard Blyer. Po- oh, there's his face, by the way. We can actually see his wow. face. Nick. His, uh, Richard Blyer's opponent batting average over or under 280? Over. What do you think it's at? 330. 281. That 300 on the nose. That's bad. He sucks. I love... I Nick, going back to what you said about Bernardino, I would take Justin Garza over him because Garza has impressed me so much. He looks, he honestly looks so good. Like I would take Sheriff good. over him. I take Sheriff over Bernardino. I mean, he looks fine. He's also has like actual experience, and all of these guys I take over Blyer. It's just our bullpen has really struggled recently. Um, we haven't really talked about Kenley a lot on this podcast. Thanks. I mean, it's been a weird, weird season for Kenley. I think yeah. he'll figure it out. He's been on a slump over the past two weeks, three weeks-ish, but what we got in the beginning of the year, I think supersedes the past three, four, five games he's played. I think he, he can come back and uh, be a superstar caliber again. I still have faith in him like whenever he comes into the game i'm not worried whatsoever but i was so worried when he came in against the padres in a 4-2 game he walked a couple guys like i was just like i was there i was like it's all over we're gonna lose this game and then he managed to get out brett sullivan who cannot be a real player (laughs) on the padres um it was just that that padres series was also weird xander sucked xander sucked I'm not, I'm really not that worried about uh you guys hear that like ding right now? I do. That sounds nice. Um I'm not too worried with Kenley. I mean, he's always been a guy who's kind of been like, you know, gives you a heart attack and then gets the job done. You know, that Cardinal series was weird. Contreras was pulling some BS that's now no longer legal. Uh his walks is definitely concerning. But, you know, it's been three starts, right? It was the two against the Cardinals, and then a week later he pitches. So I'm not really going to overreact. He's, he's been our best reliever. Um, I mean, Chris Martin's been pretty filthy. Um, Chris Martin, really- Martin pisses me off. He never – he does not use Chris Martin enough. I know. I and just- then when he did, you complained about it on Twitter. Blew up. When? You got like twelve thousand impressions. When I said what, you said like Alex Cora does not know how to manage oh. the bullpen. Oh, oh, those were twelve thousand not happy impressions. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. So for those of you that that somehow don't follow Sox fan Joey on Twitter, I tweeted I don't like eleven point six thousand views. You said Chris Martin in a nine run. I'll read this tweet exactly. Chris Martin in a nine-run Cora cannot manage a game. Best you need you need enough time to formulate a complete sentence. I was angry. I don't type well when I'm angry. 
Um, I was actually I, I was love- at that game watching. I was like, no way I'm watching Chris Martin come in right now. It was ridiculous. I you can't. I don't know why. Like you gotta. He hadn't pitched in four days. Pitch him in a close game. Pitch him in a close game. We had. Uh, I'll call, we'll tell the Red Sox not to be up that much next time. Oh, I'm I'm all for extended reliever breaks. There's no need to throw him in there for no reason. That's like throwing. We we did that so much with Schreiber. You know, oh Schreiber hasn't pitched in three days. Let's just pitch him. He was so overworked by the end of the year. You're gonna need that in in a while. When Cutter was staying in for a second inning, fresh off the the IL. Didn't like that. Top top of the Angels order. Didn't like that. You go Martin there. Don't have to save him for your next nine-run game. Nick, I also remember you tweeting at me, this is a very bad take, Joseph. And I was pretty insulted um, because as a fellow podcast host, you're supposed to back me up. No, no. Well, he hasn't pitched in four days and he's pitching. Who cares? I care because now he's out for the next game or he's he's rested. It's all. It all they matters. had a day off the next day. Okay, well, what if we needed him the next day and then he's trying to go off of one day of rest? That's not great for a 36-year-old. Might be older than that. Have you guys been seeing my uh, my Twitter beef recently? No, it feels pretty constant, though. No, this is – I have not had Twitter beef like this in a long time. There's there's some people that are uh, – I'm going to be honest. I really only go on Twitter when, like, someone on the socks does well and then I'll, like, search, like, a negative thing you said about him. I swear it's it's actually like sixty five percent of your tweets. It's it's honestly more than oh, it's that. definitely more. Nick, I do want to ask though, what happened to a running the Sox fan pod Twitter? <laughs> that that just became a lot of responsibility. You have complete access to that. That is out of my control. I know, I know. It's like uh, some people say it's like too much responsibility, kind of like Casas at first base. <laughs> Casas at first. Did you see the play where Otani beat out Bayo because uh, Casas wouldn't want to run over to the bag? Did you see uh, Cora going up to Bayo after that and just screaming at him? It was Bayo's fault. I think it was. Did you guys see? uh, All right, I want to guess this. On what percentile do you think Casas is about outs above average right now? One, three, 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 three. Outs above average. He's eight. Eighth percentile. Yeah, and it made, like, that's just one of the like one of my favorite stats in baseball ever is, um, Eric Hosmer. The year he won his first Gold Glove award was had negative five defensive run saves, and his his Alzheba, or uh, his defensive run save that year was negative five, and he was a Gold Glover. I process reminds me a little bit of, of Hosmer. Um, from a defensive standpoint where it's like on the surface when you're watching doesn't look that bad. And then when you really dive into it, it's just like, man, all these like little things that are happening, just keep on happening. He's uh, just so slow. Costas also, I mean, he's like 97th percentile in a walk percentage, which is like, you know, but then he's also like, 23rd percentile in strikeout percentage. That's that walk percentage is so good. That is, it so is but you know, you're batting, you know, 181. Do you think Casas has been? I think he's almost like there are times definitely when he's almost up there looking to walk. Oh, I he's very passive. He is very, very passive and he's taking clo- very close. He also, I feel like, takes. A pitch that's a strike is called the ball, and then feels like he has the at bat under control and just takes every at bat too. He's good for one timeout. Yep. Uh, even is you know it's not like his expected batting average is like better, which is weird because his hard hit percentage is pretty high. But Look at his XW Woba. Do you want? Do you want to tell me? Well, I don't. I don't know it by heart, but I know oh, it, it does. His percentile. No, it's it's the I don't know if it's a percent. Maybe it is percent. It's just the it's just the BABIP. It's like it's just the oh, it's three forty four. Yeah, he's he's really unlucky. He's he's hitting the ball. He should be getting on base more. Um, I think Casas finishes the year easily with a WRC plus over hundred. Easily, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it at one hundred five. 
I think that that's where he finishes because he's going to get hot. Um, the walk rate is going to help him. That's why he isn't like a 10 WRC plus hitter. Like he's going to be, he's going to be fine for all of the people on Twitter saying that he needs to be sent down to AAA. No, he doesn't need to get sent down to AAA, but you know, the, you, you really don't have like a fallback option, right? Like one of the options is like, when Duvall gets back, put Duvall at DH, Turner at first base, which I think you're going to see some variation of that. Nightmare. Casas is still your first baseman. You just, you just want a little bit more. I don't like platooning Casas, though. you got to let him go every day. He's such a big part of your long-term plans. I just don't think that you – it makes sense to just play him against righties. I, I also – Turner's such a bad DH. It's such a bad defender. He is He is quite old and quite slow. But, you know – that he that's why also he is he is more valuable than JD because he's not a great defender, but he can defend. JD would get hurt in like three seconds playing infield. I just I I couldn't watch that. Although he is hitting some tanks. Um let's quickly get to Chris Sale. Because Charlie was a Chris Sale truther. He was a Chris Sale optimist the entire year. Um, Nick guaranteed could find some horrific tweets about Chris Sale on my part. But Charlie, I want you to give me a little little 30-second rant on how good, how bad, how interesting Chris Sale season has been. Sure. Uh, so first off, I'd like to say that I drafted him uh, in my fantasy baseball team. Uh, and, you know, the first two weeks, three weeks, or first two or three starts, I was a little shaky. I was thinking about trading him, but he has since uh, reassured me that no trade is necessary because he is looking back. He He's looking like he was back in 2018. I know that's a hot take, but I mean, he has a 5.01 ERA right now, but most of the most of that is from the first three to four games he played. The past three-ish games he started. Let me pull up the stats real quick. He's he's been lights up. Let's just say that he threw eight innings against I think the Cardinals when Kenley blew it, um, and he only gave up a handful of hits. Uh, I got nothing but love for him. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, Here's Joey, you did not. I'm scrolling through your tweets right now. You are very negative about Chris Sale. I hated let me, Sale. Let me read the stats. San Diego, seven innings pitch, two hits, or three hits, two earned runs, one walk, eight Ks. St. Louis, eight innings pitch, three hits, one earned run, one walk, nine Ks. And we took the L. Can I, can I read some Joey tweets? Absolutely, you can. I would love to hear them. All right. <clears throat> um, hold on. Hold on. All right. Sale is a disaster in all facets so far. He was. Chris Sale has become one of my least favorite Red Sox players. Ooh. Chris Sale has a ton of problems. Chris Sale has become a Chris Sale's contract has become a cancer. Still kind of true. Chris Sale throws the worst 0-2 pitch in existence. Then you That's follow that right. up. Then you follow that up by saying. I just found out Chris Sale has the best K through nine in MLB history. <laughs> Every single time there's something new with, with Sale. Either got to figure something out or move on. Okay. I, I, I find I'm going to laugh myself for saying Sale has the worst O2 pitch ever. And then saying that he has the highest K per nine ever, because I think that that would imply that is, he is oh, here's another one. Pitch. Sale is done. Wow. Done. Yeah. Guys, this is why Nick is just such a great friend and such a great podcast host because he holds me accountable for these. You said things. Sale is done in 2021. <laughs> okay, that's not even that bad. He was not that good in 2021, and he was not. Headed right, but he's 2023 and he's not done. Okay, well, I mean, he looked done. I was at the game where he broke his finger. It was a nightmare. I was pissed in New York. Horrible moment. I watched him come off the field like this, and I probably tweeted that 
when that was happening. And I'm like, his career is going to be over. He's going to have to work through this. And then he had the the rib problem. And then I was like, he is just so frail. And then he and goes out against Baltimore, gets no swings and misses, literally has zero strikeouts. And I'm like, all right, it's all over. But I will give it to you. He he and his 5.01 ERA are looking like – You also can, said Chris Sanders is the most overrated Red Sox player in history. Is that true? You said that? That is Man. a Joe tweet. That's a real tweet? Yep. When did I say that? Are you able to – um, You said that August 19th, 2022. Zero. Wow. No comment. No comment. Wow. Bastards of Boston baseball tweeted, the most overrated Red Sox player in history – is blank, and you responded, Chris Sale. Thanks. Can I try and explain myself? No. no. Uh, so, Charlie, how's, uh, how's, how's, how's life? <laughs> life is good. Life is good. I'll be the sideline reporter for Cleveland versus Red Sox in about T-minus two weeks. Six, seventh, eighth. I would think I'm going to two out of the three of them. So, hopefully, we'll get to see Sale. Uh, I, I watched Sale uh, hit his 3,000th career strikeout at progressive so that was cool uh that's i don't pretty, know that's just, actually pretty dope that's like a big it was a, it was pretty awesome yeah i mean there weren't really many red sox fans there but i was you know i was i was cheering them on nick is the sun setting right now uh no it already set question for you guys Dang it. How many? question for you guys 2004 red sox 2017 patriots 2020, 2023 Celtics, what do they all have in common? They're coming uh, back from a big deficit. Same thing that, that blew a 3 0 against the Celtics in five, Celtics in seven. Guaranteed lock, put money on it right now. Celtics in seven. I don't know if you guys saw that tweet from Portnoy. I thought that was really funny. He said, Boy. like, if the Celtics come back from this 3 0, then they'll have the three greatest comebacks in sports history, and they'll all belong to Boston. That's true. I mean, the Flyers literally were down 3-0 to the Bruins, and then won, and the Bruins had a 3-0 lead in Game 7. Wait, we we in in the NHL, they blew a 3-0 lead? Yes. Against Florida, right? Not the Flyers. No, against the Flyers. Was that – What? Oh. I thought that the the Red Sox were the only 3-0 team comeback in – Sports history. Uh, no, no, no. Hockey doesn't count as a sport. So the the Bruins blew a four a three zero lead in the NHL finals. When was this? Stanley Cup. Stanley Cup. Let me pull it up. Let's pull it. Let's pull it. Nick, it's so nice to see your face. 2010 Eastern Conference semifinals. Wow. Ooh. All right. Well, I don't care about hockey, and hockey is not a sport. Um, care about Celtics, basketball, though. If you're the if you're the Miami Heat, but Boston will be involved in all the comebacks. If it's gonna happen to someone, it's gonna happen to us for 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 better or for worse. I do got to say though, if you're Miami, you can afford to lose that game. That happens all the time. That happens forty percent of the time. You cannot lose. To, you cannot lose tomorrow. Yeah, because if we lose tomorrow. If they lose tomorrow, don't let us get hot. Well, did you see the 2004 with uh, – oh, what's his name? Millar. Millar, yeah. If you, don't let us win tomorrow. Joey, you're too young. Don't let us win tonight. But, Joey, yeah. you weren't alive in 04, were you? Were you? I was not, but I probably watched um, Four Days in October more than you. Um, <laughs> hey, man, get it. Uh, I was going to I was gonna share my screen. There's this great edit. Um, do I think not share on... your screen, please. It is going to ruin the recording. Please. Well, I think it was on the uh, the ITM Instagram, and they photoshopped Jason Tatum's face on the Dave Roberts slide. Oh, they also did uh, Jalen Brown on. Oh, yeah, they did Jalen Brown on Millar. It was awesome. I, I really liked that. I'm telling you, like, I don't know. Are you guys big Celtics fans? Or are you just kind of? I'm a big I'm Celtics, Celtics fan. fan. Yeah. Can you name the entire? entire 15-man roster off the top of your head right now off the top of my head yes 100 percent. easily easily charlie can you i could try i could definitely try I, okay, I charlie know. charlie you go and i'll pick up where you left off all right all right that's fair all right we got jason tatum jalen brown we got the big men robert williams we got al horford we got marcus smart grant williams uh that oh boy short little midget guy uh, uh Derek white 
That's his short little midget guy. There's, I mean, he's realistically he's probably like six five, but you know, compared to the rest of the team, he's short and got a weird ass hairline. I don't want to talk about it. Anyway, that's true. Um, so who? Damn it, Nick. We're at seven. You want me to take all, right, all right, all right. Uh, 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 let's go with um. Ah, uh, fuck. Nick, go. Oh, 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 oh. Pritchard. We got Pritchard. He's the short one. Pritchard is short, but yeah, he can actually make threes, unlike somebody else. Pritchard uh, uh, is just so grossly overrated. He is does not make threes at a very efficient rate. I kind of like Pritchard. I don't know. He's he's scrappy. I do like Pritchard. He's a spark plug. He's so overrated. Okay, go keep going. Sam Hauser knows how to make a three. He's no. good. Uh, what is that? Nine. Yep. You're missing. I could probably name like one more. You're missing could... a very key one on this team. Am I? You're missing a rotation player. Oh shit! Okay, big man or no? I'm not no, telling you because I already, I already. I don't know it. how you missed this one. Like they're in the starting lineup or no? You want me to say it? Hold on, are they in the starting lineup? They're like, not. Usually... They're oh, never in the starting lineup. What am I missing? Charlie, you could um... say he's their six man. I said Malcolm Brogdon already. No, you did not. I 100% dude, if we run back the tapes or listen to this You tomorrow, said okay, no no listen, you you went you went uh Tatum Brown, Rob Al, Smart, Grant, Derek, Hauser, Pritchard. I uh, I feel like I 100% I All right, well, All right, you want me to finish? I got it immediately. I, I feel like I you I got you knew Brogdon. There's 10. There's 10. I definitely knew Brogdon. Okay, All there's right. 10. Then so, you got then you got Blake Griffin, mm-hmm. you got oh, yeah. Scala. Mm-hmm. You have uh Luke Cornett. Mhm. J.D. Davison. And Justin Champagne. Justin Champagne. And then they also oh, have been having on the bench the, the guy from Florida State, Mifondu Kamengele. Kamengele? Him. And you've got... Um, you've That's got... Yes. Gallinari. Yeah, Gallinari. And that is a Celtics full 15-man roster and a two-way Excellent work. Um, that is the that is the 2023 championship Boston Red Sox roster, or not Boston Red Sox, Boston Celtic. My that opinion. is the 2023 Boston Red Sox. Blake <laughs> Griffin. This is, that, this is the Red Sox podcast, so my mind was in a different spot. I apologize. With that, we say goodbye from our Fenway, and we we say goodbye. You know, Nick, do the closing. Well, you know, this is the best because I have so much power and I could just keep this going for I'll hours. Keep this going. Uh, there's... And, you know, Joey has a podcast to do in an hour. Um, you know, he's getting ready for his eighth grade DC trip. But <laughs> in the meantime, you. you know, Red Sox play in two and a half hours against the LA Angels. And if they beat the LA Angels, they go to, well, even if they lose, they're still going to go to Arizona. And then they're coming back and they got some nice Cincinnati red ass just waiting for them. Joe, you'll learn what that means as you get older. But in the meantime. I'll learn what ass is. My name is Nick Julian. That is Charlie Draper. That's Joey. Cue him.